Abbey Dental, sponsors of Women Today, for all aspects of today's dental care. Highly recommended throughout the Isle of Man. Lovely Steph from Sales, this is how I introduced you at the start of the show, Steph. Um, and we've been talking, well, about your lunchtime habits. I hope I you don't mind. Um, we walked into the kitchen a little earlier and saw you making your two lovely boiled eggs. Did you bring those uh, egg cups in specially? I did, and the oh. pan. Oh, you brought your own pan. Absolutely. Oh. Well organised. So okay. organised. That is super organised. Um, but... Your soldiers aren't toasted. Why? No. I feel like my whole life's been a lie, that this isn't a thing. Soldiers are bread. They always have been. That's how I knew them. That's how I've always eaten them. So that was a thing when you were growing up? Yeah. Okay. Until all you guys came in and said, why are you not having them toasted? But what happens, you know, the whole thing about having a boiled egg is the whole dipping yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. So surely your bread's too soggy to dip? No, not at all. Try it. It works. I bet if you tried it, you'd actually have your mind changed. I'm wondering about how you slice it though, because you you do. The, I mean, you do the classic, widthways across the middle, and then about. It's got to be widthways first. Yeah. yeah, usually about six or seven, quite slim. Because Ooh. I think because then they're, they're a bit flaky, like you say, you need to be quite thin to make sure they all go completely in the egg and they don't hang over the sides, because that's when you are going to get trouble. Do <laughs> I mean do the peril? How, how serious business? How um, runny is your yolk? If you don't very, know it's got to be really, okay. really runny. Okay. Yeah. So I think five and a half mm. to six minutes in a pan of boiling water is the optimum. Five right. and a half for a medium egg, six for a large. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we have been talking about this, um, and uh, I think it's fair to say here in the studio we normally go toasted. Liz, toasted soldiers. Toasted, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, so you've got an interesting twist on the toasted soldier. Oh yes, toasted with marmite. It is absolutely oh, gosh. gorgeous. It In gives the that nice. Yes. Wow. It gives that nice sort of spicy tang. The nation station. Thanks, Ray. To hear about the truly unique way the St John Ambulance in the Isle of Man is raising the profile of essential first aid skills. The Festival First Aid It's a Knockout competition is taking place on Saturday, April the 13th, and some very well known Manx faces are going to be put to the test. I've been talking to Lottie and Ash to find out more. My name is Ash Carter. I've been with the St John Ambulance on the Isle of Man for about a year now. And I came up with the idea for a CPR awareness event as of December last year. And we've manifested to the, to this point now where it's going to be ready next month. Hi, I'm Lottie Bennett and I have been at St John's since Christmas. And Ash said over uh, a coffee, how about an It's a Knockout competition? And that just caught my sort of imagination and I got very excited about that. It's a St John Ambulance Festival First Aid Day within it's a knockout competition so basically um, if you've ever seen the 1970s uh, knockout you'll get a good gist of where we're coming at. And in terms Lottie then of how it's going to actually work on the day what sort of things are people going to have to do? In the morning they don't get all the public obviously there um, sort of watching them do the first aid training. So they get there at nine o'clock in the morning, they have three hours of training. Um, and the St John Ambulance crew are there to obviously help and support them, give them life-saving awareness. Um, it's to obviously give awareness to the businesses on the island, but also obviously other people in the community. That Obviously, if you learn basic first aid skills, it can really make a difference. Um, so during the morning, they will be doing CPR, choking Charlie, um, uh, recovery position and also bandaging. 
Can I just ask about Charlie? He's a wonderful mannequin. He's a wonderful mannequin. He is yeah. indeed. He has yeah. a little ball that's just inside his mouth. And yeah. As you do the right movements via like the Heimlich maneuver or the five slaps on the back you'll get if you're choking, and the ball will pop out of his mouth, oh, and wow. you'll know you've done it correctly. Yeah. Choking yeah. Charlie. Yeah. No, so it's really good. So they do three hours of the training in the morning, and then at twelve o'clock um, on the NSC track, it's open to the public. Um, and then they will go into a big competition. There's uh, 12 teams across government, commissioners, different businesses on the island who will all be competing for the It's a Knockout. And there's assault courses between the first aid, so the trainers will be going with them right the way through it. Um, and we will obviously have Manx Radio there comparing and doing live feeds all afternoon. Um, we have Sam Black coming from The X Factor. He's going to be singing. We've got different categories of people. We've got free runners and magicians, although we're not going to name every single source of entertainment we've got because that's for you to find out on a day. But we've got a broad variety to be able to grab in any and every kind of category of people going there. And you've got some fairly high-profile names we have. taking part. We have some fantastic sports. We have the Chief Minister and members of the Cabinet Office taking part. They keep asking me what's going to be in the actual assault course, but I won't tell them. <laughs> but it will be really good and everyone will be safe because there's lots of people around. The Nation Station, Manx Radio. You know when you're making a train noise, yeah. choo-choo, how many chuggers do there need to be before you can say choo-choo? Chugger, chugger, two. Chugger, chugger, choo-choo. See, he was very definite about that. Oh, yeah, he knew. Chugga, chugga, choo-choo. But according to Brian from the Laxey Mines Railway, not technically correct. No, he wouldn't get very far. Um, lots of you getting in touch with this. I know some people may be sitting there thinking, what on earth are they talking about? But actually, you know, it's it's like our toilet roll discussion again. Mm -hmm. It was the one that really got the most response, which way you hang your toilet roll. I don't need to know because I actually know the, the correct answer now. <laughs> um, but yeah, people really getting engaged in this one. Helen says, according to Sheriff Callie on Disney Junior, it's two chugga chugga choo choo, chugga chugga all aboard. Uh, Christine says Chugga Chugga Choo Choo that's the song on Chuggington I bet you haven't got a clue what Chuggington is have I'm you? I'm afraid I don't Gemma is Chuggington past your time? Uh, I think I know what that is yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay alright um, Gaynor says two Steph says two Chloe definitely two um, Steph I'm going to throw it out there eight that's what I say in my head, and that's how many I think it is. Wow, I Eight. wonder what our yeah. friend at Laxey Railways would have to say about I'd that. I'd really like to know, actually. Yeah. Um, Steph says four. I always do four chuggers to two chews. And uh, Sarah says, um, it, now someone said four, that sounds better. So she's changing her mind. She initially said two. Um, and Matty says, if anyone has been on the Manx steam trains, they'll know these go chuff, 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 chuff. And when they get to speed, it's clickety-clack, clickety-clack, clickety-clack. Ah. Yeah, okay. um, Emma, four chuggers, two chews. James has to be six. Amy me four so there you go and she says that's on good authority from a three-year-old so you know they would know They'd wouldn't know. they something else that we're celebrating is world down syndrome day because uh, it is the national awareness day today and across the isle of man people are rocking their odd socks to raise awareness about just how wonderful it is to be a little bit different well i've been talking to cat richards who's the new head of a local charity which supports families over here and first asked her why she thought it was so important to have this awareness day at all Really, the importance for us is raising awareness and the key buzzword, I guess, is inclusion. All 
people with any different additional needs all they ever want is inclusion and not to be singled out or made different and so just raising a bit of awareness and everybody joining in and having a bit of fun wearing odd socks is what it's about. And how did you get involved with the charity? My daughter Sophia who's nearly six um, was born unexpectedly with Down syndrome Um, so from there you kind of just got a bit involved and it's only recently as she's become of school age and I'm finding she needs different things that I've become more involved with the charity. I've raised Sophia no differently to I've raised my other children and I think that's been to her benefit. I do think it's definitely helped her and she's in mainstream school and yeah she's brilliant so every child is different so you don't know what needs your child's going to have whether they've got a a special need or not. And in terms of the support that you received when Sophia was born because it must have been um, just a, a huge period of uncertainty I guess how how good was that what was available was it as good perhaps as it as it might be now? To be honest when Sophia was born as well as having Down syndrome she's got a heart condition um, and that was a threat to her life we nearly lost her several times so for us the Down syndrome was kind of like a side note it was more important for us to see how she was doing medically and if she was going to survive and so The Down syndrome didn't really come into play until she got a little bit older. You talked about Sophia being in mainstream school. And what's brilliant about that is that her peers just accept everything about each other, I think. You know, it's just really taught them a lot about accepting difference. I think a lot of stress is put on the children for them to understand that everybody is unique and we need to embrace everybody's differences. And they really have been brilliant with that and they don't treat her any differently. Um, They're fantastic with her and she loves them all and she can't communicate quite the same as they can, but she loves them so much and they love her, which is lovely. And they've been learning sign language as well, haven't they? They have indeed. So on the island, we use sign along. There's various different forms of sign language, but we use sign along. And so they've been learning parts of that through their stories and just everyday use. And they all seem to have really, really enjoyed it. So this charity has been going for over 30 years already. The board consists of parents of children with Down syndrome. We're at a place now, there's quite a few or a bit of a younger generation now of children with Down syndrome. um, And we are obviously more in touch and we know more what our children need so the committee previously they did brilliant work but their children now are getting quite a bit older so their needs have changed a lot so a group of four of us have taken over the role so I'm the new chair Lucy Dolman is the new secretary Vori McGill is the treasurer and McCusker is the vice chair and we are just trying to put a, a new lease of life I guess into the charity and just try and get some new things for the people that need them. The Nation Station, Manx Radio. But we are celebrating the Isle of Man Anti-Cancer Association this afternoon because it's 60 this year. It is, we think, one of the oldest, if not the oldest charity here in the Isle of Man. So that's six decades of providing a huge amount of support to people with cancer, their families, funding research, raising awareness and so, so much more. Uh, Chair Malcolm Clegg and Executive Officer Sandy Denning are with us. Um, And Malcolm, I guess the importance of, of having a charity of this nature it just increases all the time, really. And, and the more that you promote awareness, the, the better our, our dealing with cancer is going to be. Absolutely. I mean, what, one of the issues about the UK is that we have a one to two point higher mortality rate from cancer than other developed countries in Europe and America. And it's been recognised that that's because we do not do enough awareness. People are not coming 
forward early enough with their symptoms. And that's why we as Alaman Anti-Cancer feel that we need to increase the awareness because no one else seems to be doing it or no organisations on the island seem to be doing it to try and get people to come forward earlier. The earlier you present with cancer, the greater the chances that you're going to get back to your normal lifestyle quicker. And, I mean, for such a long time, even the word cancer just made people dread it didn't it it was just a, a word that people didn't even want to say do you think things like that have improved now they have improved to 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 to, to a certain degree but i was just thinking the other day when i was going through thinking about 60 years ago because i qualified not uh, not quite 60 years ago but even when i qualified it took me to my mid 30s to be able to tell patients they had cancer not only because i was fearful of telling them but the relatives would say when you spoke to the relatives that your loved one's got cancer please don't tell them they'll lose the will to live so the only person who used to know not know that they had cancer uh, at that time was the patient do you think there was something in that in in the fact that if people heard that they had cancer yes there was well there was um, because they didn't come forward very quickly and they, they often knew themselves they had it and they they were guilty they hadn't gone forward they knew they were going to die but they didn't want to hear the word do you think that has anything to do with the way that treatment has changed uh, do you think it's yes. sort of you know we're sort of that, the way that you're yes. raising awareness you have yes. sort of you're part of something bigger you're part of a community who are battling yes. together i mean you know it, it was you might say genuinely a death sentence in those days because people presented so late now we've got such good treatments and increasingly people are becoming more aware that the coming forward earlier is better all right, and and we can get rid of the disease. I mean, mortality rate has has halved in the last forty years. More than half of people are surviving ten years after being given a cancer diagnosis, and that's going to get better all the time. The Nation Station, Manx Radio. We've been talking to Sandy and Malcolm from the Isle of Man Anti-Cancer Association celebrating 60 years, a huge, huge landmark, uh, Sandy. Um, and you were talking about some of the things that are happening, got that event at Woodburn House in September, also going into businesses and giving awareness talks, but you're also doing something quite exciting with an ambulance. We are. Um, for about three years, uh, we brought over an ambulance from um, the UK. One of the NHS trusts had uh, an information ban. Sadly, they have it no longer and... Uh, the company went bust, blah, blah, blah. So um, we want to resurrect that idea, really. So we are going to utilise one of the Manx ambulances and we're going to do a little road show over a two-week period, probably six days in total. And with the help of various car parks and corporates, uh, we will situate ourselves and obviously we will advertise, you know, prior to that event. But it will be week commencing the 2nd of September, um, which will go with that, along with our flag day and our celebratory dinner. So it's going to be two weeks of fun, hopefully. And it's to encourage people who don't want to go to the doctor. If you're just passing by and you happen to see our ambulance, come and have a talk to us on board. There will be nurses on board who will take your blood pressure and engage in conversation and, and just see if you know, you're feeling okay. And if you've had symptoms for three weeks or more, then we will urge you to go and see your GP. And it's just so. a great way of just, again, starting yeah. that conversation. Absolutely. Isn't it? very important to get that dialogue started the nation station Radio. so i've started racing my sidecar three years ago it'll be three years ago this year 
So I'm just over the moon to get this TT entry um, on my sidecar and even more excited that I've got Julie um, as my passenger. We'll so, come, come to that in a moment, but I've got to go back to last year's Sun 100. I know you tried to go the year before, but you got onto the roads last uh, last year. How important was that to where you are now as a building block? Because you went faster and faster and faster virtually every lap. That must have been an enormous boost to confidence. Yeah, it was massive. It was massive for me personally and also massive in um, you know the sidecar community if you like the way they looked at you yes exactly i think it helped you know show that um i can drive my sidecar and um i'm not massive fan of that course um i think it's a great event but um it's tight isn't it for a sidecar? yeah it's, it's two walls one either side um and but it was really important for me to go there we qualifying was a massive step I mean we had to go and find massive chunks of time every time you go out because you don't get huge amounts of time on the track thankfully I've been there years ago on a solo so that helped I had an idea of where I was going and then it was just a case of getting the sidecar round and um, yeah really enjoyed it and finished 13th and with that depth of field that was there because there were world champions, TT podium finishers, it was all really good um, teams. So really proud of that. And I think it just helped sort of um, place me in sort of sidecar racing, if you like, and especially for doing the TT, for sure. I think that helped get my entry. You've got an award-winning passenger because uh, just I a little trophy has been awarded <laughs> to this passenger of late, a very important TT trophy as well. So, uh, Julie, just tell us about the trophy, first of all. Well, I actually didn't know I'd been awarded it until people started sending me messages congratulating me. <laughs> uh, it was a lovely surprise. It, it, it was unexpected and I'm totally flattered and honoured to receive it. Um, it will be presented to me at TT this year um, with live coverage by yourself, no doubt. <laughs> That's what I was told anyway. But um, yeah, really looking forward to receiving the trophy. ask our very own Ben Hartley uh, mm -hmm. which song he really really liked and this is the one he came up with he said it is actually if you listen to it just a brilliant brilliant piece of music and I can just imagine that he is bopping along to this as we speak Freedom of no God. 